Hi everyone, welcome back to another episode of Heart to Heart with me. So glad you can join. If you um, have the time, please rate. Um, also share with your friends. Nothing is wrong with sharing. Um, it just depends on if you're like sharing the cooties or, you know, like drinking from somebody's glass of milk. That just, you know, or just sharing a beverage is not always like kosher. But anywho, this episode is about the military. I thought this would be a great way to show a little bit of my love for the military and, and how I've, I've come to think of it as being another part of my life as far as like a family. Um, so I think a lot of my listeners, you all know, of course, I was in the military. Um, my dad retired from the Navy. Oh, okay. So first off, I was Navy all the way, babe. So my dad was Navy and that's something I always wanted to do. I remember when I was about three years old, I actually remember this telling my mom when he came home one day, uh, my dad came home and he had on those bell bottoms. That's the dungarees. They were the blue jean ones. Luckily I had the chance to wear them too, but we'll talk about that later. But he came home and he had the bell bottoms on. And I remember telling my mom, I want to be just like daddy. I thought it was the coolest thing. I thought he looked so super cool. Um, he probably thought he looked really cool and to me, he still is cool, but that really, uh, drove me to be in the military. I initially wanted to be a JAG officer, but my dad told me to go and enlisted. So I have a better appreciation for the military and not just the Navy, which is, uh, I think was a great thing for me, but maybe not for everyone. So I have members of my family that are, um, uh, ex-Marines, uh, Army vets, Air Force, and of course the Navy. I think there's a couple of Coasties in there. But so the funny thing is with military, it seems like we all have like a certain talk when we when we see each other, when we, we identify that that person's a vet just like, uh, you know, we are. So I sometimes when I go in Lowe's or Home Depot, I believe it's Lowe's where you'll see sometimes when people are vets that have like a, a badge or a button letting you know that they're a vet absolutely love it um there's a particular one here um and Lowe's is a gentleman and he's air force so I always tease him and he always has a good joke back but that's a that's a I think that's actually a way that we bond in the military so I had the opportunity to serve on a carrier uh USS Nimitz CBN 68 uh, we had about 6,000 people on board when I was on the ship. It was an amazing opportunity. Uh, to this day, I still can remember the smell of the inside of the ship. When I see a color, like one of my friends, she got her toenails done uh, with the same steel like look of the ship, that, that color. So I actually could smell it in like, the air I was thinking about. I was like, wow, I could smell that, not her toes. But it's, it was a, a great opportunity to uh, really be in the military and be on this ship as such as that size because um, I got to uh, run up and down the ladder wells as far as running JP5 samples. I was um, ABF, that means I was Aviation Boatswain's Fuels, so I fueled Jets and Helos uh, on the flight deck and it was really cool running out there and watching get on that resting gear and um, and the jet would move back and forth, it looked like it's about to fly over the edge, but that was like the coolest thing. Um, uh, when they would land, uh, another thing too is serving watch at, uh, 1200 hours or oh, 100 hours. It didn't matter the time of day. It was the coolest thing being out there in the Gulf, a uh, Persian Gulf. And, um, there's nothing around you and you're standing watch, especially those night watches where, 
you couldn't have lights on the ship to where we're noticeable at a certain uh, a miles, a certain miles out. Uh, for safety reasons, uh, you know, enemies out there, you just never know. And so I remember I would uh, walk around at the flight deck and I had to go to every, every edge of it to um, ensure that, you know, there was nothing over there. Of course there wasn't. And I remember just the moonlight being the only thing that kept me from feeling like I was going to fall over, like I couldn't see. And I remember like sticking my shoe, my, my steel, po- t- steel toe boots out there a little distance to make sure I didn't, uh, I didn't go too far. But even though there was netting down there, it was still scary because we would have man overboards. Um, the birthing was very squished, very small. Uh, I believe there was each section. There was this tiny little middle aisle, and on either side of it, there was three racks, um, and they were very close together. But to tell you the truth, I thought it was like the coolest and most comfortable thing, and I slept better, and I was happy boot camp was amazing to me my dad told me boot camp was just the greatest thing to him at that point in his life and I know exactly how he feels having that team that support and knowing that we're all in it for one main purpose is for the protection of our country you love your country to join that that should be the reason right so um I I um I I had the opportunity to be a navy brat or a military brat. Uh, some people like to say I was a military child. Um, I was in the military. Uh, ex-husband was in the military, so I was a military wife too, and I served as an ombudsman, which means that um, when uh, service members' families needed uh, needed me, especially when their uh, loved one was overseas, they would contact me at any hour of the day. It's for uh, any type of reason. If they had uh, a family emergency and I need to get in touch with that member on the ship I had, I had to reach out to the the commanding officer of the ship or the XO the executive officer to to let them know what's going on to see if that sailor can fly back for their emergency I would often get calls for um, service members their spouses who were you know actually considering suicide because they were overwhelmed and being home alone with the kids for so many months on a time at a time and so it's it's the military is so close to me and so dear to me as you can tell because everyone has a deep story and we're all out for the same thing but you know the mission is different for everyone so Back to my time in the military when I was in the reserves. I'm gonna jump ship a little bit and, and tell you about that. When I was in reserves, I did cargo handling and I was a CB. And um, the cargo handling unit I was attached to was a NCHB 13. And um, during boot camp, I was um, expert with an M16 rifle. I was recommended for sniper school, which is pretty cool, especially since I couldn't see well. Um, I snuck. Uh, my contacts into boot camp with me. You were supposed to wear those big, thick glasses. So I don't know if you all have seen those big, thick brown glasses that uh, military people wear usually when they first go in and they've been in for about a year. And then at some point they're like, you know what, I got to do better than this. So those glasses are called BCs. You may ask, what what does BC stand for? Birth control. That means when you wear those, no one wants you. I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding. Look it up. Look it up online. Get on, get on the Google, on the Bing, and look it up. It's true. But I had a pair of those that I act like I wore. 
but I was really sneaky wearing contacts. I didn't have contact solutions, so guys, seriously, I used water in my canteen. Oh, the things I did, the things I did. Um, it, it was pretty cool because we had a week where we had to work in the mess hall. Um, afterwards, we would have to clean up. After we ate and other people ate, we had to clean up. Uh, wipe the tables, do the floors, all those stacks of dishes like you see on Popeye and uh, cartoons and movies and stuff where we didn't do the pill and potatoes. I mean, I'm sure it was done because we had a lot of potatoes. And I'm going to say that most of those probably weren't uh, the dehydrated flake kind. Uh, great memories. So my dad was um, the type of sailor who wasn't home much. And thank you all know from other podcasts, this wasn't something we were sad about as children. Yeah, we weren't sad at all about this. We enjoyed it. It was always the same routine. Daddy was about to go out to sea. Mama was getting sad. We played the role we were getting sad to. Kind of, sort of, not really at all. We weren't. And we knew that we had to dress up put on our shiny shoes and dresses. My sisters, my brother had to wear, you know, a little collared shirt sometime with a tie and some khakis and some little ugly, like, what's those, the shoes you put the pennies in, the loafers or something. And we would go to the pier and watch the ship leave. And it was sad because mama would cry and we would hold her leg, you know, hold her hand and just embrace her. And, you know, I know, I know, we'd be really sad. And I remember this like it was yesterday. And the whole time, I promise you, it may have looked like a cloudy day to my mom, real sad, but it was bright and sunny to us. I mean, the birds were chirping, everything. It was about to go down. Mm. I don't know why we weren't smart enough to realize, although my mother had very little sight and still does, she was still able to write letters to daddy and tell him everything we did. So we were always very very attentive to my mom shortly before my dad was coming back home from being out to sea for several months all of a sudden our rooms were clean all of a sudden mama do you need some coffee do you need anything mommy want some water we did all that stuff uh my mom played along with it every time i don't i don't understand why we never wised up but we didn't but she would seriously be like no i'm good thank you baby y'all so sweet y'all some good children yes ma'am we'd be so happy we go to the pier and be happy to see daddy hugging him. Probably go out to eat or pick up something, go home. And daddy's home. We show him certain things that we did in school or over the summer. Excited. Just really dumb. Daddy and mama go upstairs and be like, ooh, they're doing the dirty. Shh, they're doing the dirty. Every single time. And within 10 minutes, maybe like even two minutes, daddy was right downstairs with a belt coming down the stairs your mama tell me everything you did and we'll be crying so bad but we deserved everything real quick though i do want you all to know we concocted ways because we weren't completely stupid we thought of ways to get out of this so guess what we did we started putting on extra undies uh that in work and we will put books the dumbest thing we've ever done that was so stupid we would put books in our undies the he didn't, daddy didn't even have to get the first lick in and he knew we were hiding something in there i mean you got this square bottom going on so anyway so military is just super fun uh i i i can't tell you enough how many blue angel shows i've been to different air shows i've been to while living on base as a child and as an adult um military functions award ceremonies 
Um, I was I had the honor of being in charge of one of the daycares on base as the chairperson while I was working my civilian job. Um, and so that was a very honorable job to have to look in, you know, being a part of those decisions for the little military babies. So, um, oh, one more thing I do want to tell you all. When I was on the Nimitz, we went to um, Dubai. And while in Dubai there at night, we had to walk around in groups, of course, to be safe, especially women. And so we always had to have some gentlemen with us, some other sailors or guys with us. And I remember seeing a Hyatt hotel out of nowhere and it was so high up and it's like a lot of sand around and I remember seeing tents all around the sides of the high and I'm like what is that and then someone told us they said air force is upstairs in the hotel and those are marines down below in the tents that says so much to me so I will say this whenever I, we have conversations um, my dad and I about the military, even just friends, military friends, my ex-husband, whomever, we, we talk about how the Air Force are the preps, the preppy kids. They were the preppy kids. Uh, they're spoiled to get everything. We all know this. Um, the Marines, those are, those are just the, the straight jarheads, the devil dogs. Um, the, the Navy, of course, were the swabbies, shipmates. Everybody's a shipmate. Army, grunt. Um, you know, they, they, they just, they're just grunts. I don't know what else to say. And Coast Guard, hey, they're coasties. They're, they're just, those are more water babies than us navies, Navy folks. So, um, I love my military. I'm very appreciative for my time in the service. I, I'm very appreciative when I see other vets, um, wearing the hats, Vietnam veterans, um, even sometimes very, very rarely, uh, rarely, excuse me, I see a World War II vet and that just makes me just stop and I got to tell them, thank you for your service. I want to hear whatever story they're trying to tell me. Let me be a part of what happened in your life for a moment. Let me listen. So whenever you see a vet, you don't always have to say thank you for your service. Just say thank you. Say, I appreciate you. So you know what? You guys are awesome. Um, some, sometimes it's best just to smile and just shake their hands and say, hey, thank you. That's it. Um, I hope you enjoyed this quick little podcast, this episode. I uh, just wanted to tell a little bit of something about my military and about my time in the military and my dad, uh, my best bud. But uh, once again, if you have the opportunity, please make sure that you, you share this podcast. Um, look forward to uh, getting into my YouTube channel as well as having the opportunity to rate this podcast and um, just give me some suggestions. You know, tell me what you think. Um, tell me what you don't think about as well, because sometimes, you, you know, I can kind of branch out on that. I really can. So uh, real quick, another thing, one time soon, I can't say how soon, I will be interviewing my dentist. So I'm one of those people who really loves their dentist. I love my dentist. She's a hot mess. She is like one of the favorite things about having an appointment to go anywhere when I know I can go see her and her staff. Absolutely amazing people. So I'll be interviewing her in a couple of weeks or so. So be on the lookout for that. Otherwise, people, guess what? I'm still not bailing you out. And uh, you can make that click call. Keep it under two minutes. And I will talk to you soon. Bye.